there are some lies in our science books. Taught it for 15 years. Even though I'm not teaching it anymore, I still like to study. It's so many neat things to learn. We're going to cover some of that tonight. Perception is being managed. We are being steered and guided by a hidden hand. The whole world has been duped by the media that is not real. <laughs> smart thinking, possible time traveler, smart thinking. That night, boom, contact memory. And then Alex, if you don't agree, you'll be sent to a re-education camp. Just because I'm old doesn't mean I've lost my touch with the baby. Experts are suggesting that we're in a golden age of shape-shifting reptilian sightings. Now, why is that? I was, and still am, a huge conspiracy guy. I literally ran out of new tin hat topics to research. It was most definitely not capable of melting steel. Then I would be a crackpot if I thought that was that was the, the case. Thought that was that was the, the case. Welcome to the Hypothetical Institute, a podcast about conspiracies. My name is Luke. I am Cam. I'm Salty. Uh, <laughs> Excuse me, boys. I've got to go draw a picture of a frog. Classic <laughs> Salty. He's always doing that. Oh, he loves drawing pictures of frogs. No Salty this week. It's just just you and me. The gruesome twosome. Well, Robbo, we've got a bloody action-packed show this week. Yes. Uh, we're going to be talking about UFO disclosures, or should that be UAP disclosures? What does UAP stand for, Cam? Or should that be the other stupid acronym they've come up with? So we knew UFOs, right? Unidentified flying objects. Mm-hmm. Then they brought out UAPs, which were unexplained aerial phenomena. Mm. But then they changed UAP on us to just unexplained anomalous phenomena. And then the... You know, the story came out a couple of years ago about like the uh, the secret Congress committee that was charged with looking mm. into UAPs. That's all been changed. That office that had been set up for that was like the UAP office, and now it's the All Domain Anomaly Resolution Office mm. or Adaro. Adaro. Now, Robert, you are correct. We have talked about this before. In fact, only two episodes ago. Really, we we were which was a little while ago, mm. we were discussing the new wave of disclosures, UFO disclosures that were sweeping the, the news media. Mm. And we're getting people to ask questions, are they finally ready to tell us that there's little green blokes having a muck around in our cornfields? Mm. Stay away from our corn. Now, nothing that really came of that last wave of disclosures, all the one before that, all the one before that. But there has been a recent little spate of disclosing, which has got people asking, are they are they now ready to tell us that we are not alone in the universe? Well, no, because they, like NASA and the government, the US government, both released statements saying no. No. <laughs> so this all came out from a story in The Debrief, which when I heard it, immediately occupied the same mental real estate as The Intercept. And I wonder if I'm alone in this because <laughs> the debrief is like a online newspaper magazine. I don't know if we, 
This is a phenomenon we're across. It's a website. It's a website. <laughs> Did you website, guess right? what a website was? <laughs> it's like a newspaper, but on the internet. Mm, like uh, and it's like dedicated. Yeah, it is like a GeoCities page, and it's dedicated to debriefing things, debriefed information. Sort of. They they have a lot of like defense news, science news, tech news, and they they do have a whole section dedicated to UAPs. So all of this came out because a few years ago there was this report in the New York Times that the the Congress had thrown all of this money at establishing an office dedicated to looking into UAPs. Yeah. And the reason they that they'd done this was partly because there was this real problem in the military where you know you'd be washing You'd be swabbing the deck mm-hmm. on a big warship, yeah, and you'd see a UFO zoom past, and you'd say to yourself, "I'm not going to tell anyone about this because I'll be considered a laughing stock, or you know, they'll think I'm trying to pull a Colonel Klinger and try yep. to get out of the military." So I'm just yep. going to keep that to myself, and maybe I'll mention it down the pub. Corporal Klinger, but yep, yeah. <laughs> My apologies. Yep. <laughs> so. This was a problem that the military had. So they'd thrown all of this money at establishing this office to like try and destigmatize seeing a flying saucer mm. because they knew that a lot of the stigma around seeing a flying saucer had been caused by them because over the past 80 years, anytime some redneck had seen a flying saucer, they'd been like, oh, no, that's just uh, swamp gas or, you know, this guy was drunk. And in reality, they're like... Yeah, you did say that around the time we were, like, testing out our new <laughs> aircraft. Yes, yeah, yeah. So all of the stigma around seeing flying saucers was created by the US military, essentially. They had this problem where the Russians are buzzing them with their crazy little flying saucers, and they're like, we need people to write down when you see a flying saucer. <laughs> if you see something, say something. Yeah. So these two journos wrote this story in the New York Times, which revealed the existence of of this office. Their names were Leslie Keane and Ralph Blumenthal. Mm, Keane and Blumenthal. On the case. Yes. So that, yeah, that did like kick off this sort of new wave of interest in UFOs, UAPs, anomalous objects. They are the ones who have written this story in the debrief, which is some sort of online newspaper, but without page, there's no paper. Mm. It's all ones and zeroses. So they've written okay. the story in the debrief, and I would say... Sorry, Cam, did you just forget what a website is? <laughs> I would say, Robbo, yep. that... You definitely know what a website is. A lot <laughs> of the, 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 There's a lot of people who are, like, reporting on this, and, like, re- there's a lot of reporting on the story. Like, there's reporting that this story was published. Mm. And a lot of the sort of credibility around the story revolves around one of the key players who we'll get to in a second, but also around these journalists because it's noted, you know, these are the people that wrote the story in the New York Times, the paper of record, Mm. the old grey lady. Mm. One sort of thing that jumps out at me a little bit is that this story wasn't published in the New York Times. No. It was published in this digital cybernetic, it's like a newsletter, but, you can't hold it <laughs> unless you have a tablet, I suppose. Ah, like, you know, you see the, the co- worker of the future, they're working from home on a phone terminal. Yeah, exactly. You'd, accessing you'd, their dot matrix 
printouts of the paper. Yeah, it's like you load up your BBS. Yeah. And you dial into the, de- the debrief. It sort of works like that. Yeah. No, but it's not on the New York Times, but there's like, there is a lot of residual credibility coming from the New York Times story. Yeah. And the other thing that is giving this a little bit of credibility is this guy, David Grush, who is a decorated former combat officer from Afghanistan. He is a veteran of the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency and the National Reconnaissance Office. Uh, he served and he served as the Reconnaissance Officer's representative to the United Unidentified Aerial Phenomena Task Force from 2019 to 2021. Now, Robbo, this guy's decorated, right? Well, hang on. Before we move past that as fact, yeah, the, the, I'm assuming you you got this from Wikipedia, where I got it also from. Oh, I got it from the the debrief article. Okay, so the deep, the Wikipedia probably got it from debrief. Yeah. They just kind of I don't know decorated combat officer. Mm. It's a little bit wishy washy, if you ask me. And then, and as a veteran of the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency, the National. Geospatial Intelligence Agency isn't seeing combat. And obviously he might have a transfer or something. I just think it's a little bit, you know, use some military words and it gives someone a lot more credibility in people's minds. Mm. Like this, this person could never lie. He was, <laughs> he was a soldier famous for never lying. Yeah. Never spinning tall tales. No. Yeah. <laughs> so are we extending our assessment of the tall tale telling of the military from not just sailors but and airmen, but also to the army? Yes. <laughs> All right. Um, you said it, I not mean, me. I, Diggers, I, I, Diggers, it wasn't me. It was Robbo. Well, no, I'm, I'm probably extending it to the entire human race. People be I, lying all the time. Everyone loves to tell a tall tale. Well, there's that kind of using all this language gives it credibility in people's minds is this person is someone that, that, you know, is of sane mind because they did all these things. And the, the example I always get coming back to is the NASA lady that like stalked her lover's or ex-lover's partner, completely ruining her career. She, she like drove across the country in a bit of a, she was wearing a diaper and, and, you know, full on like very, very un- unstable carry on. <laughs> And, you know, this is someone that, that's a, 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 a NASA pilot. So we kind of, you know, we assume that, that people in these positions are, are never going to be, you know, that they're going through all the rigorous tests to be stable and competent and all these things. And then they can just also just be as bad as the rest of us. Well, so I saw a lot of gear about how decorated this guy was. Mm. Like absolutely fully Pimped out crib decorated, yeah? Mm, mm. He's 36. Mm. So he can't be that decorated. <laughs> I mean, he is a citizen of a country that does love to go fight things. Yeah. So, but, you know, if, if he could probably easily get many decorations and, and that for, you know, that being from that country. I saw a lot of commentary around this guy, which was around just along the lines of, Leaving aside, like, how decorated he is, mm. it certainly seemed like everyone thought he was a lot older. He was like this grizzled combat veteran. Yeah. Emphasis on the grizzled. Like, this yeah. is the guy who's been around, who has, like, this prestigious career that he's mm. now risking it all on speaking out. And it's like, he's 36. <laughs> mm, mm. Yeah. Yeah. Young, 
young soldiers uh, just as uncredible as the rest of us. Well, yeah, I mean, this was the other thing, right? I'm seeing all of this commentary like, oh, you know, he's an old soldier. He's got he's got everything to lose, nothing to gain by coming out with this gear. It's like, I think if we've learned anything over the past couple of years, it's that people in the military be cooked. You know, you've got a, what's his name? You've got people like Michael Flynn, mm, <laughs> who's pretty, mm. who was pretty senior. You've got people, like in Australia, you've got people like Ricardo Bosey. I think you'll find the last two mil- chiefs of the entire US military have been like very, very uh, in late stages of their minds falling apart. <laughs> One Donald Trump and Joe Biden. Getting a little political, but yes. I mean, it's true though, right? I've got some uh, Joe Biden gear for later in the episode, so that's some tease for you. So. Um, yeah, so this guy's come out and, and said, they're yeah, the aliens. This, this this guy's come out. He's decorated to the nines. Uh, these journalists, uh, prestigious journalists, that have written for the New York Times. Mm-hmm. Not writing for the New York Times now, but have written for it. And, yeah, they've come out with this story. And the, basically the big ticket items from this article were that, <laughs> firstly, they very have quietly replaced the, any references to Ariel in UAP with anomalous. They're like, let's just... Open it right up. (laughs) Yep. Uh, And then they're like, let's do all domain anomalies. So it can be in the sky, it can be on the ground, it can be in the water, Mm. and we're going to be investigating them. And so a bunch of the stuff he's come out with is about stuff underwater as well. But the Mm. big, the big, the money quote from all of this was that analysis has determined that objects that have been retrieved are of exotic origin, Mm -hmm. brackets, non-human intelligence, whether extraterrestrial or unknown origin, end brackets, based on the vehicle morphologies and material science testing and the possession of unique atomic arrangements and radiological signatures. So Grush says, we are not talking about prosaic origins or identities. The material includes intact and partially intact vehicles. Cam, this whistleblower that's highly decorated. Mm-hmm. And he's blowing the whistle on because, um, as, as we established, he's been part of like task force um, that have been investigating this kind of thing. Um, and I've been involved with the guy from Blink One Eight Two. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh, he was he was so he did help like um, draft uh, an act which includes provisions for reporting UFOs. He was on the UAP task force before it was renamed. This guy that's been you know neck deep in UAPs feel like the later stages of his career, um, now he's finally blowing the whistle. So you're saying that he's he's been providing any evidence of this? All right. Well, before we get to the evidence, <laughs> okay. there's, there's just, this, this quote, this thing, this is the quote that's gone around, which is yep. that it's exotic origin. Yeah. Uh, we're not talking about prosaic origins. There's some. I've seen the, these quotes sometimes missing a few of the words, right? Yeah. So, the objects are of exotic origin, non-human intelligence, whether extraterrestrial or unknown origin. Well, there's a big difference between something being extraterrestrial and being unknown. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And that's why they renamed UFOs to UAPs, because UFOs were so associated with extraterrestrial. They're like, oh, let's change it. So, it doesn't sound like we're always talking about aliens. Yeah. Didn't help. (laughs) <laughs> well, then they realised, oh, we d- we just told everyone, make sure you update your style guide. Anytime you're going to say UFO, say UAP. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, the, I often see like these these quotes being sort of banded around where it's like the emphasis is not on the unknown origin bit, which is like sort of the key thing, which is we already knew what we knew from like the last round of disclosures was that there was stuff buzzing things that we didn't necessarily <laughs> know what they know what it was made out of. Mm. But we had a fair idea from the fact that it was like buzzing military installations and military ships and things. It was probably someone with an interest in human military affairs, mm. which is not likely to be a spooky alien. No. It's more likely to be a spooky human. Yes. So, so the, the evidence the, presented, can we get to that? All right. So the evidence presented is nil. There is no evidence. Right. Uh, he's been pushed for, like, if you're on the evidence, and it's all just, like, it's not even, I think, necessarily him saying that he has seen. He's, hasn't, he's said he, he hasn't, hasn't seen, seen the anything. He's no. just seen documents. Yeah. No, he, I think he's just been told that he's, there's documents. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's a bloody, it's just a string of porky pies. Well, the way I see it. The other thing is, it's, like, so much of, like, the ongoing commentary about this is, like, are we on the the cusp of disclosure? Mm. And it's like, well, this story is based on material that he was given permission to release. Mm. And so they, he's like a, I think he's a recently retired, he's not a military man anymore. He's recently Mm. retired to focus full time on UFO whistleblowing. Mm. But part of like the protocol is that he has to go to, the Department of Defense and tell them what he's going to disclose, and then they can clear that. So it's like any time, like a spy is writing a book, or like a, a former soldier or whatever is writing a book about their their time in war, mm. they need to go to the Department of Defense and say, "Here's the book, give it a check over." So they've given it a check over, and they've said, "Yeah, that's fine," <laughs> mm. which makes me think that they did not think that. He had any documents that said there were spooky aliens? Yes. Or they might have said, no, we, were, we won't be making that public. There, there is another whistleblower in this story. Okay. Jonathan Gray. Mm, who, in the debrief. Ab- it's an abdronym, isn't it? Well, As in, the last name's relevant to his interest in aliens. Exactly. Mm. In the debrief, Jonathan Gray is described as a generational officer of the United States intelligence community mm-hmm. with a top secret clearance who currently works for the National Air and Space Intelligence Center, or NASIC, mm-hmm. where the an- analysis of UAP has been his focus. Previously, he had experience serving private aerospace and Department of Defense Special Directive Task Forces. So, Jonathan Gray... What do you reckon a generational officer is? Nepo baby? It sounds a little Nepo babyish. I looked it up and like the only place that it appeared was like in this article or in like things covering this article. But right. it sounds to me like it's oh yeah, like his dad was a spook and maybe his granddad was a spook, right? Mm. I don't know if that necessarily gives you any more credibility. But mm. whatever. He has top secret clearance. Again, I don't think that's that hard to get. But he does work for NASIC. He has got some other big quotes in this. Uh, the non-human intelligence phenomenon is real. We are not alone. Retrievals of this kind, referring to retrieving exotic material and 
ships that defy explanation. Retrievals of this kind are not limited to the United States. This is a global phenomenon, and yet a global solution continues to elude us. So that's pretty big. Mm. Now, they also describe this Jonathan Gray guy in really weird terms within this article, uh, which is that they say he is speaking publicly for the first time, identified here under the identity he uses inside the agency, which is like a weird way to say speaking under his own name, right? Or are you, yeah. Well, when journalists have gone to Nathic and said, who's this Jonathan Gray guy? They've said, look, no one called Jonathan Gray works for us. <laughs> mm. And I will note, he's the guy with the big quotes. You know, we're not alone. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Grosh has come out with more stuff, though, since. Yeah, Grush. what's he got? Grush. He, he said uh, perhaps the it's not necessarily, like, from outer space. Mm-hmm. It could just be from another dimension. Mm-hmm. But, like, also, you know, on Earth, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, he said that uh, bloody Mussolini found a UFO. Mussolini? Pope Pius XII back-channeled it to the US, who got it in 1944 or 1945. Yep. Wait, isn't uh, that about the same time as Roswell? Exactly. Mm. They're like, <laughs> they've got to set, they had to set this whole up, thing up so they could protect the Pope's reputation from dealing with Mussolini. He said that he's spoken with intelligence officials who've been briefed on giant UFOs that have been observed by the US military. So like the size of a football field. That's so big. again, this is Grisha's speaking with someone who's been briefed on someone who has seen something. Yes. Yes. And he says, his comment was, I, I remember thinking either these people are lying to me, having a psychotic break, or this is some crazy but true stuff that's happening. And I have no good explanation that's prosaic at all for this because this is not explainable by swamp gas, St. Elmo's fire, a ball of lightning, etc. This is like tangible technical craft we're seeing up close and personal in some cases. And Robert, not to bang on about it, but stuff mm. like swamp gas <laughs> was what the US military made up to explain away why <laughs> someone had seen one of their planes. Yeah, yeah. No, swamp gas is still a thing, though. It's still a thing, but when they were like, oh, no, you've just seen, like, some light reflected off the swamp gas, that's because they they were like, well, yes, it was either that or it was our secret plane that we were running past at the same time. So I just looked up swamp gas. Will-o'-the-wisp mm. is, is, I didn't realise that was the same thing. Anyway, carry on. Is St. Elmo's fire the same as a will-o'-the-wisp? No, St. Elmo's fire is when it's on a boat, I believe. Right. Uh, and it's it's I think it's same similar similar thing. So weather phenomenon which plasma is created by a corona discharge from a rod like object such as a mast, chimney, or animal horn. So so yeah, lights stuff happening in the front of a boat. Mm-hmm. Good song, the theme to the movie. Fucking love that song. Yeah, but the last way you want a body corona delivered to you, I'll have mine with a slice of lemon, please. Mm, mm, hey, hold the. Uh, Hold the spiked protein, though. <laughs> so Say. that's David Grosh. Grosh? Yeah. yeah. Um, we should note here there was an extensive interview with Australian Ross Coulthard. Um, Australians would know him from being the guy from 60 Minutes. 
and then you know does a lot of legitimate news and then a two-hour special on really cooked UFO stuff. Uh, he's written a few books about UFOs and stuff. Um, so he did the kind of the main or the, the biggest, most prominent interview because I think just because it was a TV interview. Um, yeah, that's that's kind of where a lot of the stuff is being shared around. Yeah, that's that's bloody grush. That's grush. Yeah. So I guess the thing is, I saw so much stuff. It was like, oh, it's about to happen. It's about to happen. Like this is this is big. And I think actually, we've been tricked. It wasn't quite as big as maybe it was made out to be. Yeah. Do you want to talk about some other UFO things that are happening? Yeah, I guess the thing is, because at the same time as we've had these amazing disclosures, we've also had some other disclosures, like a, an alien caught on police body cam. Mm. That, that's some of the best headline fuzzing, those articles. Uh, or was it like, you know, body cam footage shows alien or, you know, body cam, cam footage and witnesses see alien? Mm. Uh, two separate things. So <laughs> yeah. the, the the body cam footage, yes, there was body cam footage. Body cam footage of a uh, a meteor flying, like a green flash or something, in the yeah. sky. And then later that night, someone rang the police and reported giant aliens in their backyard. Mm. Uh, no then, footage of the aliens. No footage of the aliens. But I think that that story did sort of get conflated with a little TikTok thing, mm. which was somebody did a little video of a, of a spooky alien in their backyard. But, they, you know, they hashtagged it, you know, Blender 3D. They were showing off their 3D animation. Mm. And it, it was a good effort. It looked good. Mm. I've only seen the stills. Hang on, let me bring up the vid. I mean, you're not, you're not getting a huge amount more out of the vid, but, like, it looked like it was behind some grass. Yeah. So not a, not a complicated effort. But, the, the you know, the 3D animation, it, like, it helps that, you know, they're doing security cam footage, so everything was blended well. Mm. But then I think that this little TikTok thing got, conf- even though it was like posted, you know, with everything you needed to know about it, mm. it then like escaped its confines and got conflated a bit with this story. So it's like, all right, story is UFO caught on body cam. Someone has reported seeing an alien and here is footage of an alien in someone's backyard all came mm. together. Mm. But again, just a bit of, bit fuzzy, a bit like a exotic origins. Yes, I've came across another. And that, so that that article that did that did some numbers. That story it certainly got around a bit. Um, but I came across another one. Uh, this is from the magazine that's online, BroBible dot com. Oh yeah, Are you familiar with BroBible Cam? Can I just go down to the newsstand and pick up a copy? Or no, no, you you load it up uh, on your your home working terminal. Okay. And it's yep. all on the screen. Oh, right. Um, yeah, yeah, it's pretty remarkable. Uh, so, brobible.com. This is witness, witnesses see fighter jets that engage in a, in a fight, basically. Uh, there was two planes flew past, and they this eyewitness, um, you Cam, I'm going to note this eyewitness says um, he's a military veteran. Oh, yep. This wasn't fact-checked at all. Yep. <laughs> Um, and after reviewing types of our air- aircraft, he was able to narrow down the identification of the jets to F-16s, not F-22s. He stated that he was familiar with the aircraft from his time stationed at the 304th Expeditionary Signal Battalion in South Korea. I mean, I don't know why he then needed photos to narrow it down, though, if he was mm. so familiar. Uh, stories full of holes, Bilbury. 
Uh, four days after the initial UFO sighting, he says they returned to the same spot, the fighter jets firing flares, and there was a um, both times there was a, a UAP that uh, was kind of hovering in the sunshine. Here's a quote from Bilbury. Uh, I did not see if the UAP had shot anything. I could, had shot anything I could divine as a weapon. And the fact that the dogfight happened almost entirely in the rays of the sun, my Galaxy S22 Ultra was not able to get anything other than a blinding glare and noise. Mm. So it's really specific, eh? <laughs> that is really specific. That might be a Samsung owner thing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think it's... It's not a current flex, is it? Like that's, isn't it? I don't I think don't it's a, a new model. Yeah. What sort of uh, photos did we get of the moon with that? Well, yeah. Is that the one that no? Is, is that the one that's enhancing the moon? Mm. Do we talk about this on the show, or is it just something me and Salty argued about? I think it's just something you and Salty argued about. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> now he's not here. We can say that the official position of the hypothetical institute is that Samsung cameras cannot take pictures of the moon. It's all fake. Yeah, so what Samsung cameras are doing now is using previous photos and scans of the moon because the moon's kind of always fixed. Yeah. Like we all kind of like it because it doesn't rotate, so we just kind of know where it is and what it looks like at all times. So if you take a photo of the moon, your phone detects it and upscales it to make it look like super detailed based on what it knows of the moon. So it's actually pretty fucking incredible. Yeah. But – there's the argument of like, you didn't actually take that photo. It's not being taken in camera. It's being done with software. Yeah. Versus, but that's what you're looking at with your eyes anyway. So if you could take a better photo, that's what it would look like. Yeah. Um, yeah. The yeah. thinking where it falls down is like when someone was like, all right, I've just put a white circle on the wall. <laughs> yes. And my phone has said, well, that's the moon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Someone, yeah. People tricked it very easily to, to make things look like the moon. S22 Ultra is the, is the moon one, so it is pretty recent. Okay. So, yeah, I think he was flexing. But there is a, an S23 Ultra. Oh. That's one more Ultra. Yeah. So this guy was an airman if he was in South Korea, right? Yeah, he was in the so, 304th Expeditionary Signal Battalion. Like, we don't even have to get What's into the- Robbo's anti-digger bloody position to know that we can't trust this guy. <laughs> I, I think our default position is we can't trust airmen. Um, the three... 104th Expeditionary Signal Battalion is a theatre level, what is this? A theatre level echelon above corpse. I don't know what that means. I don't care. Oh, yeah, corpse. Sorry. I like to say corpse. Um, I don't know. I don't know what that means. Anyway, um, four days after the initial sighting, oh, they returned to the same spot. Uh, And this article references the recent UFO, uh, UFO phenomena in February where the American government was shooting down balloons. Um, this this article just kind of says a UFO was shot down um, and the Pentagon has footage of it being shot down but refuses to release any of it to the public. Uh, I think that was one of the ones, well, I know I looked this one up, and that was one of the ones that was definitely a balloon. Uh, I think it might have even been the one where the people lost their balloon <laughs> in the same area <laughs> and uh, never got it back. There's yeah. one more um, that I think was linked from this article. It might have been a different report. We've got a Mothman update. Oh, hello. Yeah. Do we need a Mothman theme song? Robo, if you can provide a Mothman theme song off the top of your head in the next few seconds, I'll gladly not cut it out. 
Um, I don't think I can. All I can think of is Monster Mash. <laughs> he was a moth. He was a mothy man. He was a moth. <laughs> we can't have every theme song being. <laughs> can't we? Um, the Mothman can. What was that song? Just made it up. Uh, yeah, so so someone uh, sent an email to Lon Strickler of Phantoms and Monsters, which is another, it's like a, like a newspaper, but more am- amateurish and on the internet, like mm-hmm. a zine for the internet. Um, an e-zine. Mm, blah, blah, blah. This person said, I don't really, really believe in any cryptids, though the idea of them is fun, except for Mothman. Yeah, which is not it's a fun re- idea. Yeah, it's written like they, they don't think Mothman's fun. No, <laughs> it's but really it's serious. not. Mothman's terrifying. Yeah, um, but what he, they're saying is... He they, heralds they, disaster. They believe in. They don't believe in cryptids except Mothman. They believe in Mothman. Yeah. Um, around the time uh, they lived in Michigan, oh, they saw Mothman, basically. They were making their way along the school, uh, as per usual, through some super curvy wooded back roads by our house. Suddenly a break between the section of road we were on just between the third curve and the last curve before the road straightened out. It's too much detail. Yeah. Cut it out, buddy. Yeah. Uh, I noticed two glowing red spots 600 feet away from me. First, I brushed it off as the area was known for deer and the spacing for eyes wasn't too far off. Mm-hmm. Six to 800 feet and you're looking at going, oh, that's not – like how are you even seeing those eyes? How? What's that in meters? What's that in real measurements? I will say – 400 but- meters, right? The Mothman's gimlet-like eyes would glow quite bright. 243 metres. Come on. What's that? What's that in? Can you contextualise that? that for me? How tall are you? Uh, I don't know, like 1.6 metre. You know, Cam, did you ever do a 100-metre running race? Sure. It's longer than that. Yeah, so 151 robos laid out end to end. I can understand that. <laughs> yeah. The, it also says the eyes weren't the right colour, and as we neared, it became apparent to me that if these were indeed eyes, then the figure was too far, far too tall to be any type of animal I could think of. Um, yeah, so there was some UFO sightings around this part of the world, and then someone said, oh, I've also seen a Mothman in that part of the world. Yeah. Um, they also... Many of the sightings are also something seen only briefly and are described as only as a flying creature, which leaves open the possibility that it's a large bird, such as a heron or crane. Yeah, which is like all Bothman sightings. It was, oh, oh it was really? A, it was just a bird. Well, depending on your perspective. Yeah. I mean, some could be drugs. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's a little Mothman update um, that's, Mothman. that's popped up along with the UFO stories. Shall we have the outro song? It was a moth. It was a moth thing, man. <laughs> I guess um, the good thing about all of these disclosures yeah. is that it did bring us a disclosure that we missed a few years back. Yeah, it was brought us a little gem, a little nugget of joy in my life. Is, is the show Unidentified with Demi Lovato still a going concern? I don't think so. I don't think it lasted more than one season. Oh, that's uh, a shame. It, Demi Lovato been in the media lately for um, going back to she slash they pronouns from they them pronouns uh, because basically it was really, really difficult, which I imagine it would be, for people to get people to use the right pronouns. And she's like, ah, this is just too much work for me. I'm just going to go back to she, her or she, they, I think. 
so Demi Lovato did a series of shows searching for proof of aliens. Mm. I will say that in the second episode, they spend considerably more time than I feel comfortable with a UFO show spending on ghosts and using mm. ghost hunting technology to speak to aliens. Mm. Uh, this only went for four episodes. Yeah. Which is a shame because I think it could have, <laughs> this could have lasted. This had legs. Yeah. This is something, had I known about it, I would have tuned in. So, Cam, uh, what, are they, what are they doing talking to this ghost? Well, so we've talked about a, what's the technology called where they talk to a, a little machine? AM radio? <laughs> Whatever they call it. I can't remember the name now. But, yeah, when they, they, they find a way to get a lot of interference on a shit radio. Yeah, voice phenomena. Yeah. Electronic EVP. EVP. Le- electronic voice phenomena. But the thing is, right, in Unexplained with Demi Lovato, sorry, in, Unident- in Unidentified with Demi Lovato, they're not even using, like, a proper EVP device. Like, yeah, we've seen people have cooked up some pretty fancy little shit AM radios mm. where it scans through stations. Yeah. And you'll hear like words. And that's because they're being broadcast on yes. radio bands. And we've seen some, I, I guess that's like the most, the purest EVP tech, right? Is that it's scanning through the radio. And the idea is that a ghost will be able to manipulate the, the amplitude is being modulated enough that it will be able to pick the right one, and so you'll you'll hear so, something that makes sense. Yeah, I think I think that, but also just getting some interference and thinking. Well, okay, so that's what so that's what's actually happening. You're, you're hearing words that are being broadcast, and you're picking out patterns that fit the narrative that you want to form inside your own head. Yeah, that's yeah. what's actually happening. But the idea is that a ghost will be able to get into the thing and fiddle around with the amplitudes now this is all based on the idea that some of these ghosts are very old right like sometimes if you're going to like an old castle or castle yep Yep. and you're speaking to frederick Mm -hmm. who died of diphtheria like 200 years ago who doesn't even know what an am radio is how is he supposed to know I, i think we assume a lot of amplitude modulation knowledge on the part of ghosts I reckon even someone who died in the year 2023 in some mm-hmm. sort of tragic TikTok, TikTok accident, mm-hmm. like they, they planked into a wood chipper, like if you ask them, oh, can you fiddle around with the, with the amplitudes as a ghost, yeah. yeah, people don't know how this radio works. There's, pr- there's probably a sweet spot for like someone who died in the 80s. Who yeah, was a like, ham radio enthusiast. <laughs> ham radio enthusiast. That's these are the ghosts we need to be talking to. I reckon yeah. your average run-of-the-mill ghost is not going to be able to handle this tech. And especially, I think there's a huge bias in terms of the ghosts that are out there for your older ghosts, talking like over a hundred years old. Because mm. most people that died died over a hundred years ago. Am I wrong? Mm. No, that's it. You're not wrong. So Maybe you are. There are some weird stats around that. Anyway, so I don't assume you're not. The best version of this technology is flawed. Mm. The second best version of this technology is like we've seen ones where they have a little machine and it's got like pre-programmed phrases in it, and it cycles through them 
I think yeah. you're leaving yourself open to a lot of confirmation bias there, especially when you know what words are in it. Yeah. Uh, and then I would say the absolute worst version of this technology is what Demi Lovato was employing, which is it didn't even say anything. It's just, it would just go. Yeah, just just some kind of high-pitched interference just, noises. It was just every now and then there's static. And they would, like, say something to the ghost, and then it would go. And I guess it was like, all right, maybe it's saying yes. But that's not a very <laughs> It could have been saying no. Yeah, it could have just been saying no, but longer. Yeah. Or yes, but short, like however their system was. Because I, I, I only watched a short clip, so I didn't get into the into the inside of what their system was. Well, there didn't seem to be a system. Yeah, that's and- what I thought. Just whatever they wanted it to be. So they would be asking questions and they'd be like, oh, my God, it, it answered exactly in the most spooky way. All power to Demi Lovato's arm. But their approach to contacting aliens via ghosts, via static, I found unscientific. I'm just saying it. Yeah. <laughs> Cancel me if you must. So, so they basically found a ghost named Carmen uh, who wouldn't speak to boys. This is a quote yeah. from the show. I uh, I really struggle with how they identified this ghost as Carmen. Yeah. They're like, and is your name Carmen? Maybe there was someone that had died there. Yeah, maybe there's a – we only saw a small clip. Yeah. Uh, so so basically Carmen had trauma. Uh, the boy on the show, which I think might be Demi's friend, he's like, oh, i, I got to respect that. So he got out of the room. And the way that they softened Carmen, butted Carmen up, so to speak, to let the boys back into the room was for Demi Lovato to sing her hit song, Skyscraper. Yeah. Which Carmen seemed to be excited to hear. Yeah. And I guess you would. Yeah. Even if you were to say Demi Lovato's career has perhaps hit a low point. In this in this absolute moment? Yeah. yeah. They were on that Paris Hilton cooking show. You that would, was a low point. I, I think even if you were a ghost, you'd be like, you know what? F- private Demi Lovato show? I'll take it. Even, you know, I'm not someone who's especially enamoured with the music of Demi Lovato. But if I was a ghost and I was getting a private Demi Lovato show, and especially if it was helping me process my trauma as a ghost. Yeah. I'd be like, hell yeah. And like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's someone like a Demi Lovato is famous for a reason. Yeah. You know, whether you like their music or not, uh, they can still sing a jam and everyone wants to hear a jam. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, so, yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to be- coming thick and fast for the past few years between Grosh and Demi? Well, so Demi has had an update. Uh, this is from May this year, Cam. Mm. Demi Lovato, the 30-year-old hitmaker, has been showcasing her healthy bikini body on social media. Uh, this is the Daily Mail, which is yep. why they mentioned the healthy bikini body. Uh, may have something new to add to her list of accomplishments, UFO spotter. Uh, do your research because Demi Lovato has been a UFO spotter for a long time, Daily Mail. Mm. Anyway, she spotted a um, UFO on camera. Uh, it's like a smudge in the distance, probably a plane. Um, well, she was in Joshua Tree, so she was probably high as a kite. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so, so Demi Lovato is still out there 
seeing them UFOs. I, I'm I'm looking forward to revisiting the Demi Lovato, unidentified Demi Lovato. I, I, I think there's a, a lot of fun being had there. So a lot of disclosures going around from Grosch to Lovato. Mm-hmm. I think one thing that's been um, from Grush to Lovato. She's been doing pop punk songs. Oh, I feel like she's she's spying a gap in the market now that Tom DeLonge is distracted with the Blink-182 tour. Demi's like, I'm going to sneak in in there and get some UFO gear while I can. Get into that pop punk UFO lane. You know what? i got to respect that. It's a good lane. I think the one possibility that I haven't seen anyone mention mm. is we've seen that, you know, some of these craft they're talking about were under watercraft. And yes. they say these are of non-human origin. Mm. Now, does that necessarily mean from beyond the stars? Or could it be a certain species that we know has got it in for us? The orcas. <gasps> Have the orcas been tooling up? God, the orcas have probably been tooling up. And now they're bloody biting our rudders off. Just, yeah, so- just, just goading us, waiting for someone to be like, wait, let's sort these orcas out and then they'll get us. So, Cam, you said you had some orca news. So, I guess for people that don't know, orcas have been attacking boats in... I don't have orca news. I just had an orca theory and I just told you it. Oh, that's it? Yeah. I thought you were leading in. I thought that was the teaser. That was the... No, no. no that's that was the full theory. meal. You, you, I, it's like I was in an American restaurant and I ordered an entree. Yep. And then my main meal came out and I'm like, huh. Huh. I think you skipped my entree there. And they're like, no, no, that's the entree. It's what we call it here. Classic Americans. Oh. Yeah, fair enough. Sorry sorry for stepping all over your orchid, but... Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> hey, do we want to move on to some some bits and pieces news? Some segments? Yeah. Well, sure. not so much segments, but I've, I've got a couple of bits and pieces. Well, from the uh, world of boycotts... Mm, what have you got? I think, uh, thankfully, we're going to be able to do boycott stories every week. Mm. Courtesy of the American conservative movement. Uh, this week, Hobby Lobby, who are like maybe arguably far right Christian fundamentalists craft store. Are they? I don't really know anything about them. I think that, um, they're famous. They're like, I guess they're maybe a bit like spotlight or, you know, any sort of like hobby shop in Australia where you can like, you know, you can buy easels and sewing kits and things. Um, we can't access HobbyLobby.com. Can't we? No, I clicked on HobbyLobby.com. And what happens? It says Hobby Lobby, access denied. Era 16, www.HobbyLobby.com, access denied. Cannot be accessed from this area. If you'd like to speak to us, it's blocked by a... Con- you, can you go to HobbyLobby.com? Uh, let me find out. No, access, access denied. What the fuck is going on there? Only Americans. This is American exceptionalism as its best, at its best, sorry. Um, yeah, they they founded Hobby Lobby to express their Christian beliefs. Oh, this is a masturbation thing, right? No. All they right, so just- Keep to- your hands busy so you don't jack it. Oh, maybe. that could, that could Are you suggesting that's the general thing? Well, if they founded Hobby Lobby to express their Christian beliefs. All right. I'll just take you through the Hobby Lobby controversies section on Wikipedia so you can sort of get an idea of Mm. what they're about. 
uh, opposition to patient protection and affordable care act. So that's fine. Okay, yep. they're, they're like, it's not good, but it's like, whatever, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty standard for Americans. Even Americans that claim to be on the left are like, oh, healthcare. Do people need it? There's a section on their controversy section, items relating to Jewish holidays. Yep. Uh, after someone asked a store employee in 2013 why they didn't carry merchandise celebrating Jewish holidays, uh, a store employee told them, well, we don't cater to you people. Mm. Yep. Obviously, you know, that caused a bit of a stir. Management apologised. Uh, they said, we will carry Jewish items in the future. But in 2017, when Snopes went to check on this, they still did not. Oh, no. In March 2020, I don't know if you recall, there was some sort of pandemic. Uh, They announced that they would be staying open against any stay-at-home orders. Uh, And then in April 2020, uh, changed that. Uh, But then they they closed all of their stores and furloughed furloughed all their employees without pay. Mm, Not very Christian of them. Uh, they, They have been involved in a trans bathroom controversy mm-hmm. but i think the big thing that takes up most of the controversy section is their smuggling controversy which has its <laughs> own article the hobby lobby smuggling scandal which was that they purchased a bunch of artifacts looted from iraq okay so including the gilgamesh dream tablet oh. containing part of the epic of gilgamesh discovered in iraq in 1853 but yeah you know there was this little war in Iraq, a lot of artifacts mm. sort of going missing, mm. uh, including 450 ancient cuneiform tablets and approximately 3,000 ancient clay boulet, which Hobby Lobby <laughs> smuggled. So this whole time I've been thinking Hobby Lobby was just like a model shop with your, the, only, the only, for some reason, the only hobby I could conceive in this lobby was like model planes and, you know, trucks and stuff. Mm. But it's more arts and crafts. Yeah, it's an arts and crafts shop. Yeah, right. Okay. Anyway, somebody like, I think they just mid-journeyed a satanic display in a Hobby Lobby shop. <laughs> they just right. got the, They just got, went into the AI and said, you know, what would the a display of like satanic Hobby Lobby things look like in a Hobby Lobby shop? They've posted it and people like lost their minds because there's right. like no media literacy. And it's fair enough because it looks real, but it doesn't mm. look that real. Mm. Uh, the other boycott I have to report is Tony the Tiger, the uh, Frosted Flakes mascot. Is the boycott Tony the Tiger or Frosted Flakes? Well, so... Like, it's like, we'll, we'll keep eating our flakes, but <laughs> I am not fucking talking to that tiger. Well, so it's a boycott of the Frosted Flakes, uh, and it is because Tony the Tiger was photographed with Dylan Mulvaney and it's just like, I don't think it was even like Dylan Mulvaney's like, I'm the new sponsor. You know, I'm, I've been sponsored by Frosted Flakes. It's like they were at an event on the red carpet and Tony the Tiger, which on one level, I don't approve of cartoons being at real world events. They shouldn't be w- walking the red carpet. Shatters that fourth wall. Yeah. Don't come after me, Roger Rabbit, but that's just <laughs> my view. <laughs> keep, keep the tune world. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, Dylan Mulvaney photographed Tony the Tiger and it's like all these people are losing their minds. They're trying to trans our Frosted Flakes. It's like, okay, first off, you know Tony the Tiger 
is so gay. <laughs> like that's not a new. Oh thing. right, yeah, okay. He's he's queer coded, right? Oh yeah, with his little red kerchief. Is it a kerchief or a bow tie? Yeah, it's a little, it's a little kerchief, I think. He's looking pretty. Uh, he's looking pretty bulked up as well. Yeah, he's got damn pic- pics going on. He's not a twink. I never he's said not, he was. He's not twink coded. <laughs> he's yeah. target coded. Yeah, I guess at the very least he's furry coded, which is slightly different. Yeah, but yeah, very I mean, like. I, we can put we can all put our own desires onto Tony the Tiger. Is what we're saying. Yeah. Well, what I'm saying is, if you're going to boycott Frosted Flakes for being too queer, you've missed the boat if you're doing it in 2023. But Kellogg's was a, fa- a company famously invented to stop people jacking it, right? Yeah, I think so. The whole thing was cornflakes. These cornflakes are so good that teens not going to jack it anymore. Mm. Man, you have to have a lot of confidence in the quality of your cornflakes for that to be your strategy. You know what? It paid off. They're worth many, many dollars. But again, this was another one where they're like, "Oh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna eat frosted flakes ever again." While they support the trans agenda, I'm instead I'm going to eat insert Kellogg's product here. Yeah, <laughs> they're probably owned by like, you know, what's it, Unilever or something, right? These days. Yeah. Either way, they're. I mean, they're huge. The the thing is, though, like when they're like, I'm not going to drink the beer. I'm going to drink the other brand of beer. At least mm. the, you can sort of say, well, these two brands of beer have like a fake competition in mm. people's minds, right? Mm. But when you're saying, I'm not going to eat this cereal, I'm going to eat this other cereal, they all have Kellogg's on the top of them. Mm. I'm going mm. to eat rice bubbles instead. It's it's on the box. It's not like a little little bit of text at the bottom of the label. We are looking at this from Australia and New Zealand eyes where, you know, cereal uh, as a genre isn't really that big, whereas in the US, cereal is is crazy. Is is it that big, though? Also, who are these people who are like, oh, I'm not going to eat frosted, I'm going to boycott frosted flakes. As As an adult, I'm boycotting frosted flakes. Americans. Isn't this all child's food? No. Don't they have adult cereals like Nutrigrains? Oh, no, no. I think it's all S- just... Special K? This is why... Yeah, nah. It's not. Mm. A- right. Adults are absolutely sitting down to their little bowl of top frosted flakes and going, mm, this is probably not sweet enough. We need to add mayo or something to it. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen American recipes. I know how they go. Are they at least any of these as part of a full, complete breakfast? Absolutely not. All right. The opposite. Americans, I have detected some issues. I'll put them in writing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robbo, um, did we have some other I've, segments? Yeah, I've got a little boycott as well. Um, through looking up Grush, the, the guy, the whistleblower, um, I stumbled across the Norton forum, Norton, the antivirus forum. The antivirus. <laughs> yeah, and someone's been posting like UFO updates on there a lot there's a thread 15 replies but it's been going for a number of years is this at least in the off-topic section of the norton antivirus forums yeah it's off-topic discussion slash forum clubhouse uh so oh, I was like, what else is going on in the everything in the Nor- goes in there <laughs> yeah so what else is going on in here um a whole lot of people asking questions about norton which i don't think should be going in the off-topic discussion no, whatever on topic um so the top the top one at the moment is the UFO phenomenon and then um, all the documentaries. Uh, and then there's What Are You Listening To Right Now? Mm-hmm. That's had 1,900 replies. Um, the UFO one's only had 15. 
Mm-hmm. Everything else I'm looking at is two or three at the most. Yeah. Um, but I scrolled down to a post by Artie65 from the 10th of April, 2022. Uh, Norton Wokeism. Oh, no. Norton Gone Woke. Uh, I recently received an email, like most of you probably did, asking if I wanted to be on the protection board. If so, fill out their survey to see if I was qualified. Uh, blah, 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 blah. At the end, got to the last question and asked what political party I was affiliated with. I answered Republican and instantly said it instantly said they were sorry, but they could not use me. I was not aware of Norton going walk. That's verbatim there. Uh, actually, this guy doesn't know how to spell woke at all. Anyway, uh, Norton going walk. I've been with you for a few years and your program works for me, but I just can't see supporting a company that wants my money to use against my political views. Bye, Norton. Oh, um, the uh, one of the replies is like, oh, I chose Democrat and said the same thing. So, yeah, that's uh, just inventing someone to be mad at and cancelling your antivirus. This person is just riddled with antiviruses on their computer now. What is this board, though? It's in the forum. No, no, the board of protectors they were invited to. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's, it might be to do with the forum. Mm. I think because I think it's quite an active forum and they have like board moderators. I don't think it's anything more than that. No, that seems too active for the Norton brand. You don't need to be engaging with people this much. Mm. How many antiviruses are they shifting with this? It's crazy to me that, so the, the person like Krusty13, who's probably the most active poster, has been posting UFO documentaries for two years at this point. And they're just coming back to post. Like, find a better forum for this. Mm. Like, if, 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 you're, if you're wanting to discuss UFOs or even what you're listening to right now, mm. I feel like the Norton Forum's just the wrong place for either of those things. For once we agree on something. There is someone talking about an Australian song they liked in the music forum, in the music thread. Uh, so there's a little bit of engagement there. People are happy for an Australian song to be there. Um, Soul Asylum, Runaway Train got posted recently. Banger. And this person said, thankfully, there's no penalty for replays. <laughs> so oh, it's Krusty 13 again. <laughs> and then someone called Soul Asylum's replying. Lots of Soul Asylum chat in the Norton. <laughs> Norton forums. All right, I'm ditching that. All right. Uh, I've got a couple other things for you. Yep, hit me with them. Uh, speaking of music, uh, we had a great debate this week on Infowars. Uh, Gavin McInnes, who's famous uh, for being one of the worst people, mm-hmm. um, and Alex Jones debating what is the greatest rock and roll band of all time. And I think this was a, their consensus was Led Zeppelin number one, mm-hmm. Rolling Stones number two. Mm-hmm. The Who, three, mm-hmm. Pink Floyd, four. Uh, neither of them are Beatles fans. Uh, the Beatles don't even rank. It's teenage oh. girl music. Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> I'd argue all of them are. All of those All those artists that, I don't know, once you're no longer a teenager. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, it's fair. <laughs> you're dropping some salty takes without, without, <laughs> without salty to pull you up. Yeah, um, and then they start talking about how great and creative Pinball Wizard was. Yeah, um, which 
the plot to Pinball Wizard is very convoluted, but um, there is sexual assault, there is uh, how war is really bad and how guns probably shouldn't, well, I take to guns shouldn't be in the house. Uh, it goes a lot of, against a lot of their Yeah, their I, I also would have thought, wouldn't they, all of these bands who have achieved massive success within their worldview, isn't it impossible to achieve massive success without being compromised by the Illuminati or whatever? And let's, like, we all know that at least Led Zeppelin, Rolling Stones and The Who were, like, famous for banging underage groupies, right? Mm. Like, that was a huge issue. And these, you know, Infowars is, oh, we're against pedophiles and we're going to take down these Satanists. Yeah. Led Zeppelin. Uh, like <laughs> it's pretty Satan-y, pretty Satan-y area. And, yeah, the whole the whole Pinball Wizard. Um, anyway, uh, Alex Jones brought up Jim Morrison and the Doors. Mm-hmm. Jim Morrison, Adam, son of the guy that started the Vietnam War. Yep. Yep. What did, what did you think of Morrison, though? Um, so Gavin McInnes was not into him. Uh, he was, like, uh, shaking his head and doing a little disgusted face. Ugh. And the quote that I got from there is, I hate sexy guys. <laughs> Is what Gavin McKenna said about uh, the doors, and yeah. Alex Jones says it's not his fault he was attractive. Yeah, uh, but they didn't really like all the gyration and stuff that he he was up to. Too uh, much gyration. A, was a, yeah, he wasn't into it at all. The, the, I guess I don't think he said it, but the kind of implication was it's all a bit gay, really. Um, yeah, so that's what's happening in Infowars. Uh, they're they're debating what the best rock band of all time is. Uh, yeah, the only other thing I've got is uh, Joe Biden gave a speech about guns that the right weren't happy with. He was just stumbling through a whole bunch of stuff. He's kind of slowly, slowly, you know, making less and less sense. Um, he signed off the speech with, God save the Queen, man. Uh, so that's what Joe Biden's up to. I think at this point, sorry, he is just as funny as Donald Trump, to be honest. <laughs> well... That's all of the news. Some of the news. That's all the aliens. Mm, some of the aliens. Uh, if people want to find us, Robbo, we're on Hypothopod at Twitter. Yep, thank we're you for telling me that. Patreon, where we thank our Cooked $33 sponsor, Tammy. Um, just on the Twitter, I just posted uh, a clip from that InfoWars music debate, so get into that. Where can they find you, Robbo? Uh, behind the bar at 10 Lindhurst Street, Westport. Come in for a... Frosty Brew. And you can find me at Sextonheimer on Twitter. Or even better, you can find me at Sextonheimer.bsky.social. Later, losers. Enjoy. enjoy what the hell is this? What are, you, what are you doing? What's happening over there? What's Blue Sky like? Oh, it's so good. Oh, it is. It's like... I, I saw someone sort of sum it up the other day. They're like, uh, what this place will need to succeed is for the the world's best posters to make the sacrifice of getting like 10 likes on their blue sky post mm. instead of like 70 likes on their stupid Twitter <laughs> post. Yeah. Yeah. And then we'll be laughing. We're going to need Garfield screens to get over there. We're going to need to get gifts galore over there. All the big, all the big accounts. So it's not exactly jumping at the moment, but it is also um, largely free of gronks. Oh, Twitter is so unusable. I like to get into a discussion and or see a discussion. And these days it's just gronks from top to bottom. I'm just blocking people constantly that have 
NFT, and now I'm getting ads for NFTs. People are, people are still doing the animal looking left NFT and being like, this is a, we've got a roadmap and there's going to be a game. How are you still doing this? I bet this doesn't happen on Blue Sky. No. All right. My ads at the moment uh, power your business with insights from edge to cloud. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we've got The Economist with uh, someone talking about Ukraine. Is this on Blue Sky or Twitter? No, this is on Twitter. I don't get any ads on yeah. Blue Sky. Yeah, right. I get a lot of... I can track my dividends, trades, and more all in one place. I get a lot of T-shirt ads. Oh, I bought a T-shirt from Viral Style, style recently. So I did get sucked into a T-shirt, so they should be advertising to me. I'm getting... Right now, in this moment, I'm getting all normal ads after all day, having had nothing but weird ads like that Chinese dropshipping joint that's just started up but has, like... You know, like the, all of the other dropshipping companies, mm-hmm. like it took them a while to work out the the business model of having ads where everything looks like a sex toy, even though they're not. Mm-hmm. And whatever this new one is that's got gone crazy, it's like I think because there's like invites and things, uh, they jumped straight to that. So it's all just like things that look like arseless chaps, but it isn't really. Is it I was get- uh, Timu? T- yeah, Timu. I was getting all sexy Timu ads. <laughs> Today, yeah, and I also, sexy it, would, it was like sexy, sexy, sexy Temu ads, and then it was like some weird Christian Zionist mm. Hebrew school. <laughs> but now, when I look, when we're talking about it, it's like wall to wall normal. Mm. So, it's like they're listening in. Maybe. Well, that's that's all of that, uh, and you can find Salty nowhere. Stuff him. Uh, he's been he's been doing some twitching. Find him on Twitch twitch.tv slash the salt. Yeah. All right, folks. See you later. Bye. Don't worry about a thing. Except if all our world leaders are alien reptilians. I said don't worry about a thing. Except maybe the fluoride in our water supply contains mind-altering drugs. About a thing Except whether or not Port Arthur was a false flag operation In which to disarm Australia I said don't worry About a thing I accept You can definitely hear John Lennon say I buried Paul at the end of Strawberry Fields forever Don't worry About a thing Except not only did Bush do 9-11, but he also keeps the planes out in Area 51, which, let's not forget where all of the aliens are. Don't worry about a thing, except Donald Trump is clear.